Welcome to this season two episode of the Me Sweet podcast. I'm your host, Donna Peters. I am a career coach for people who want a life, who want to live with what I call a Me Sweet mindset. Just like leaders in the C suite, we need to do three things well in our own personal lives. First, letting our personal core values guide our decisions. Second, keeping our day to day life running smoothly. And third, staying fresh and relevant for the future that we wish to have. Here, our guests balance the aspirational with the practical by sharing tips on what we can start doing differently on Monday to lead our lives with a me-sweet mindset. The number one thing I've learned is that people are amazing if you give them a chance to tell their unique stories. So let's get in there. On today's episode of The Me Suite, I am interviewing a friend and fellow coach. She is the founding coach at Atkins Talent Solutions. This is Katie Atkins. Katie helps professionals find clarity and create meaningful change. Her client base care very deeply about their work, their families, and their communities. And she recognizes that that caring puts a lot of pressure on themselves, and Katie helps people through that. Katie has a mantra that I got introduced to when I first met her that I love, and it is people need people. And I'm hoping that we have a chance to talk more deeply about that today. Welcome, Katie Atkins, to the Me Suite. Thanks, Donna. I'm excited to be here. Katie, let's start with core values. What are your core values and how do they guide decisions in your life? Yes. So... First of all, I'm excited because my core values tie into our time together today. Number one, it's connecting intentionally. Okay. So a lot of times we need to slow down um, and connect more intentionally instead of quickly and thinking that we're building relationships. The next one is caring deeply. So like you said, that caring deeply can sometimes lead to pressure on ourselves, but it's important to um, really care for others, especially during these difficult times we're in. And the third one is creating moments that build momentum. So in short, it's really connect, care, and create. Oh, nice. And is that a list that you would say has been true through your adult life? Do you find it changing over time as things change in your life? Yeah. So I love that you said in a previous podcast, actually, that values should be revisited as frequently Mm -hmm. as you kind of go to the dentist, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And throughout my career in talent development, I've seen that so true. Um, I still remember at a wonderful organization I was at previously, an executive saying, they had their list of actually 10 values written down. I actually reviewed it. And then they came back to this moment when they were in another development program of, I'm not really living these values out. And this wonderful executive came up with a purpose statement that was easier for him to remember. So that being said, for me, thanks to my career Uh in helping others develop, I've continuously gone back to What are my values and am I living them? Mm -hmm. Um, Have they changed? And that's okay. We're human. Hopefully we're changing or life's not fun. So the short answer is I I created these about a year ago um, when I um, left the corporate world um, and went out on my own to do the one-on-one coaching. So um, I think these have been core to me. Uh, I may not have said them the same throughout my life, but yes. 
Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because I do find some people say, no, I've known what they are all my life and they don't change. Other people say they have changed significantly as things have changed in their lives. And I like giving people a flavor for how Mm -hmm. different people approach the core values topic differently. So this is very helpful. Yeah. So let's switch gears. Uh, I mentioned, I'm calling it a mantra. I remember hearing you say one time that people need people and it it really uh, hit me, really, really stayed Mm -hmm. with me after that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe even this year makes me reflect on that statement even more. Is people need people? Well, let's talk about it. Tell me, what is people need people to you? And and why Mm -hmm. is that a core of the the way you look at the world? Yeah, so I just came up with that phrase, actually the first blog post I did uh, for my business blog. Mm. Um, Over a year ago, I was reflecting on the transition I made of leaving a lot of the the people, which they're never gone, but the mm-hmm. large organization um, I was at and um, get, getting married, <laughs> a lot of mm-hmm. transition. And throughout that, and just reflecting on my life and my career, I wouldn't be here without the people in my life. And mm-hmm. especially for me, I'm a verbal processor. And so mm-hmm. I need people, not only people just there, but people to listen and care. Yeah. Tell me about your coaching practice, what you're seeing in clients. What do you see is happening in the world and and what's on the top of mind of people right now? Well, it ties into people need people, right? Mm -hmm. I believe that uh, we as coaches are so powerful because it is that, especially that one-on-one connection. Mm -hmm. In today's world, technology is obviously in between us a lot of times and sometimes we can think, oh, let me go to this tool or this spreadsheet or just the, the various things that we have at our fingertips. But a lot of times people help us slow down. Mm-hmm. And especially a coach that's trained like you and I are in a lot of the brain-based coaching approaches that mm-hmm. there's actually research that shows that actually talking and saying something out loud to someone mm-hmm. is so much more powerful to help people create change in their lives than just journaling it. And now I have to pause with all that being said, Uh we do have to take time to be alone and be in our thoughts and process by ourselves. That helps us better connect to people um, and slow down just to to breathe. Um, So Yeah. yeah. And I'm slowing down to breathe now. Um, yeah. Because a lot of times, especially when I talk and I've throughout my career gotten a lot of positive feedback about my passion, but I speed up really quickly, right? Uh-huh. Um, and to slow down. And I love that in my coaching, I don't talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. My clients do most of the talking, right? I think it is important that it's always the client's agenda. And they, I am there as a person that has, they've dedicated time and commitment to, Mm. and it helps with not only accountability, but just having someone to draw out the best in them. Cause I love, like you say, like everyone's awesome and they have a story and they have strengths Mm. and we run into challenges and we need to, I really call myself a processing partner. Oh. Are there particular questions or topics that you're finding surfacing now that you maybe didn't hear earlier in your practice? Yeah, it's interesting because starting my practice before Mm -hmm. the pandemic, 
and the racial injustice, well, at least of being elevated and a lot of just uh, people, you know, being separated and isolated because mm-hmm. of COVID. Everyone's different, right? And mm-hmm. so, but, and what's common about my clients is you said it very well in the intro that they care deeply, not only about their career success, but their family and community. Yeah. And that can put a lot of pressure on them, right? So Mm -hmm. especially when a pandemic hits and a wonderful CEO is like, okay, it was already hard enough leading this company. And now I have to navigate all these unknowns. Mm -hmm. There were already a lot of unknowns in life. And then we hit, especially at the beginning of COVID, okay, like we don't know where this virus is going. We don't know how long. We still don't know. Mm -hmm. And the brain, as we know, as coaches, the brain needs safety. And so Mm -hmm. when we're in a very unsafe environment, that's been a huge trend with my clients. And it's interesting, the ones that like, again, started with me before the pandemic hit and we are in the middle of things. And Mm. it's just even more valuable now to, to have that safe space in coaching to be able to talk it out. I know that I need that with, yeah. when I'm being coached. So, yeah. Anyone operating at an elite level of anything, whether mm-hmm. it's sports or music or in your career, have coaches. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that ability to have that outside person that you can have these types of transparent conversations with that you can process, have as, as a process partner uh, mm-hmm. is, is very valuable at these times. And I'm seeing yeah. it a little bit too in my practice too. It's, uh, I've, I've often said that leadership is very, very lonely. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the more senior someone becomes, that could be in a large organization where there's a lot of people, or it could even be your own entrepreneur business that you started yeah. yourself. Yeah. Leadership positions can be very, very lonely because you can't just look to the right or the left and have a vulnerability and talk to someone about that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am seeing a little bit of that more in this era as uh, as some job insecurity is being faced. Mm -hmm. What about uh, people need people or your coaching business are special and differentiated? Mm -hmm. Every coach is different. And as I mentioned before, Mm -hmm. fit is very important. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't tell my clients what to do. Okay. I don't actually call myself a career coach. I call myself a leadership coach. Okay. I can tell kind of based off of first conversation if it's a client's a fit or not. Um, mm-hmm. My clients, again, they, they need to process. So there's a mm-hmm. lot going on. They put a lot of pressure on themselves. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not always... It, I mean, a lot of times it's not always bad pressure. Sure. But I found that, again, there's that link to, uh, especially during these times of the balance and, and what does balance look like? How do we measure balance of life and work mm-hmm. when you have those things kind of tugging at you? So that's what makes me a little bit different. And of course, everyone has different backgrounds. And mm-hmm. yeah. This is interesting. How do you assess whether the fit is going to be right? Coaching is art and science. And that's what mm-hmm. I love about it. There's yeah. so much creativity and then there's science. And mm-hmm. I don't have a checklist of this, this, this. It's a mm-hmm. little bit of a gut feeling. And honestly, if they want to commit, like I had a wonderful conversation yesterday mm-hmm. um, and we kind of went back and forth. And and if they're willing to be vulnerable, especially. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of a call, I'm... I can tell someone's not fully in it, but they they might be trying to be nice of like, yeah, yeah, I want to work. I'm like, 
someone told me early on um, in my business, like give people an easy no, because mm-hmm. a lot of times we're it's hard for us to say no, right? But a lot yeah, that can be fair. loving because you and I as coaches, you know, blocking time on our calendars or sending an agreement, like we don't need to do that if someone knows it's not a fit. And so I usually tell people, okay, well, if you think you're ready or when you're ready, go ahead and reach back out to me and let me know. Yeah. A component of is there a fit here is is maybe even more importantly, is now the time for coaching. Are you ready? Yeah. 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 And we probably define readiness a little bit differently too, but I think that's really important. Coaching isn't cheap. And people need to be spending their money on something that will uh, progress them. And I loved your word, momentum. Give them momentum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about you? I'd love to know just from... Yeah. Make this more of a conversation so I can Mm -hmm. learn from you too. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of fit and readiness. I I ask people to conduct some thinking uh, Mm -hmm. before session one. And that that usually helps people decide, well... I do or I don't want to do that thinking. And so maybe mm-hmm. that's that that's the fit part or I'm not ready to do that thinking. So maybe you're not really ready for session one. Yeah. No, that that is really good, Donna. And it, mm-hmm. that relates even to... You just brought something up that is mm-hmm. encouraging in the fact that a lot of times, you know, when you're interviewing for a job and a fit there, mm-hmm. I found that some jobs make you go through kind of an intense, process. Like when I was interviewing at a startup about eight years ago, they had me do this really... I thought it was an intense evaluation. I had to Mm -hmm. put in a lot of thinking. And finally getting in the door and getting the job, I remember I think one of the recruiters told me, well, yes, we wanted to make sure you could you know, do this assessment work. But we also wanted to know you were committed and you would take Uh, time to do it. Yeah, And so... I love that approach. I do. I also send out a questionnaire before the first session, but usually Perfect. that's when I know people have committed. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah. So, Katie, I am aware that in your coaching approach, you start your sessions off in a very focused, meaningful way. Can you share that with the listeners, the approach that you take to kick off your sessions? Sure. So it ties back to um, the brain needs safety. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times uh, when, especially now that we're not meeting in person much, mm-hmm. knowing the space around us and knowing what's going on even in our minds. So a question I ask often at the beginning of sessions is what might be in your mind or in your space that would prevent you from being fully present today? Mm-hmm. So it really helps open up. And I also... Um, Every client that's started with me virtually, and most of them have, um, Mm -hmm. I also let them know what's around me. Okay, I have a dog in the room. Yeah. um, You know, I can see out a window. And I promise and commit to you that if I'm distracted, I've taken time as a coach to write, get in the coaching present Mm -hmm. now, and I'm Mm -hmm. fully here with you. However, you can't see my full space. So, if the dog and this has happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> luckily I said the dog, you know, is in the space. She does not like thunderstorms. I had no clue during a session a couple months ago that there was going to be a terrible thunderstorm. And right. luckily I had to say, you know what? The dog's freaking out. Let me, <laughs> yeah. luckily, let me reframe, reset, and we got back to it. But it's really important that we do that, especially, you know, having a screen between us now or a phone. 
Yeah, I love that you do that. I just find it extremely respectful for one thing. You're just very mm-hmm. respectful of that relationship. And I would even argue that we should be doing that in many, many other instances, not just in that one-on-one coaching session. I think that's the yeah. learning we can take to everything that we do, intentionality mm-hmm. and just respect for the situation. Yeah, yeah. So you know in the Me Suite that we are certainly aspirational and we we have big goals and yes, and we focus on the practical and think Mm -hmm. about things that we could start doing differently on Monday. Yeah. What advice do you have for me, sweet listeners trying to build a me, sweet mindset for things that we could start doing differently on Monday? Yeah. Just realizing that, and I'm going to quote a wonderful woman, Shirley Turkle, Mm -hmm. that she says, Human relationships are rich and they're messy and they're demanding. And we try to clean them up with technology. And when Mm. we do, one of the things that can happen is we sacrifice conversation for mere connection. Mm -hmm. We shortchange ourselves and over time, we seem to forget this or we seem to stop caring. Mm. So my practical advice is reach out to someone. Mm. Care for someone it can help you and them. Sometimes I think we wait um, to to get help or we think about, you know, I need to reach out for help, which yes, we do. And I have learned that uh, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. lot, especially as an entrepreneur. But we also need to reach out and, and help other people because I've just called a friend, right? Like you, you mentioned before we jumped on and started recording. I love that you said... So many people just expect to be on video now. Yeah. Um, but there's also the good old fashioned phone call. Nothing um, wrong with that. <laughs> yes. And sometimes we can listen better with a phone call. Mm-hmm. I found, and we're not distracted. Now, of course, you have to take into account you can't see what someone's body's doing. So mm-hmm. you have to be vulnerable enough to ask. But yes, reach out, um, get creative too send something in the mail, just Mm. stop and talk to a neighbor when you see them on the street at a distance. Yes. So that's my practical advice. Yeah. So I'm hearing high touch, low tech, but not literally touch. (laughs) We can't, (laughs) yeah, we we need a COVID version of high touch, (laughs) low tech. I'm not sure what it would be, but maybe we can get creative this afternoon and invent the phrase. That's good. Yeah. But I see what you mean. It's uh, pick up the phone. Does it have to be an email or a text every time? There is so, so much lost in translation. Oh, yeah. And the actual words are only mm-hmm. 7% of our communication. Right. And so I've just found that like I'll overthink a text, I'll overthink mm-hmm. an email. Email, I actually learned this at one of Emory's conflict management courses that email is the worst form of communication for conflict, which makes sense, right? Mm. But anyway, the point is, is when you when you can at least get that 30%, well, it's like 33% from tone of voice. Yes. It's huge. <laughs> yes. All right. So you actually have left us with two practical things. One of them is connect with someone mm-hmm. uh, in, in a high touch, low tech way. And the second one is remember that email is the worst form of communication for conflict. I think that's another really, really priceless nugget right now. Mm -hmm. Well, you're helping a lot of people. And a reminder for listeners, it's Atkins Talent Solutions. Your contact information will be in the show notes. And thank you, Katie Atkins, for taking a moment to visit the Me Suite. Yeah, thank you, Donna, for all you're doing. I appreciate it. 
subscribe to the podcast and give us five stars if you like what you're hearing. And learn more about the MeSuite career coaching and professional development at themesuite.com. It's the-me-suite.com. Suite is spelled like executive suite. This is Donna Peters, and I thank you for having me in your ear right now. Find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. The Me Suite, a source of power for the life-minded.